How's it going, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Waterfowl 365, presented by BTBN. This is the Move the Sticks episode. I don't know what week it is. Week 7, something like that. Getting closer to the midway point of the season. And uh, yeah, we've had a lot of stuff go on. However you're listening to this thing, make sure you hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate you guys that uh, have been following along, subscribing, reviewing. You know, it just means a lot to us. Adding comments on there, giving us some feedback. And uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. If you're not following out along with us or keeping up with us on social media, check out BTBN on Facebook and Instagram. Go on there, hit that follow button, find out what's going on. We are only a few weeks away from the final four of the head-to-head callmakers competition. And uh, yeah, man, it feels like it's been a long time, but uh, it's the way it is. It's it's cold here in Missouri. It's rainy. We had specs move through all week. It's starting to feel like hunting season again. I'm getting excited. We kick off here in uh, two weeks or so in northern part of Missouri, so... Yeah, all is getting right with the world. We're talking football, got hunting about to kick off, and uh, things are looking good. So, without really any further ado, let's get into the uh, move of sticks, week six, seven, whatever it is. Justin, what is up, dude? Not much, just enjoying my Friday. Oh, today's your Friday, and today is my second Monday, like we were talking about. You <laughs> lucky son of a freaking gun. Yeah, three-day weekends for the foreseeable future. So weird, man. I, you know, there's a lot of times that I miss working out there, and there's sometimes I'm like, I, I, I just don't know. That whole getting up crazy early like you do. I mean, I get up at 5, but I don't get up at, no, 3.30 or whatever you do. Yeah, I start getting up around 2.45 and then... F that. Then I'm up and get around, get my shit together, and out the door I go. See, that's that's even better when it comes like January and December. You're like, oh, I get to sleep in. I'm hunting today instead of going to work. Or most yeah. people, it's the complete opposite. Yeah, I, I now even on so tomorrow I'll probably wake up at like four or f- five o'clock in the morning and be like, oh, I got to sleep in. I'm good. Yeah, just to keep on schedule, man. When I uh, I was running earlier routes and stuff, I would get up on the weekends by like five thirty, and I still get up by six. I don't want to throw it off that bad, but uh, dude, I was struggling yesterday to get up. It was cold, rainy. I had nowhere to go. I get in trouble because the kids are used to me not being here when they get ready for school. So when I'm here and I get out of bed to quote unquote help, it slows everything down and throws them yeah, off the routine. You don't know what you're doing. Well, right, right, right. I know how to get them ready for school, but it throws them off the routine. And Jessica's like, no, no, stop. They can get themselves ready. Leave them alone. I have them trained. So I'm just like, all right, well, I'm going to go lay back in bed now and I'm going to scroll through a. Uh, through Hulu, I think I was on at the time. So. <laughs> Looking on Instagram and watching YouTube videos. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm 
I'm like, all right, well, I'll see you guys later. I think I'm going to go back to sleep now, get up at nine. It's just like Amanda sent me to go take Camden to get his uh, flu shot. So I'm sitting there, and the lady asks, does he have a primary care physician? I was like, yeah, I don't know his name. Let me call my wife. Oh, you're just like most husbands. Yeah, I was like, yeah, she sends me and tells me to take him somewhere, and that's what I do. Yeah, puts a $5 bill in an envelope and pins it to my shirt and says, here you go. <laughs> True story. Well, bro, I uh, I know I don't know if the listeners noticed, but I changed my profile and my background and the BTBN picture to that god awful red, yellow, and white. That score, okay. So let's talk of uh, fuck. I guess we'll get to the Broncos game. Let's let's start from the top. Screw it. Um. Thursday night you had, what was it, the Eagles and the Giants? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both picked the Eagles. Eagles covered. No surprise there. Giants are freaking horrible. That That's just a horrible division in, in general, but we can get there later. Well, the Eagles are in first place at 2-4-1, and one, which is hilarious. So think about what, what the records will be during playoffs. Dude, they, if the Eagles make it to the playoffs and win a game, like that'll be I mean it happened with the Seahawks when they were like seven and nine. They came in and beat the then Super Bowl champion uh or no, they didn't it was the year after the the Packers and the Saints won. I can't remember. But they beat the Saints in the first round on the uh on the Marshawn Lynch earthquake one. Yes. Beastquake. Yeah, that was one hell of a game. Yes. So <laughs> then we move on to the Lions and the Falcons. And we both picked the Falcons, and they, you just can't. They win the game if Gurley does not go into the end zone, and easy. That was the weirdest play I've ever seen. Well, not the weirdest play I've ever seen, but it's it's up there. How, like, literally there's the picture, the, the screen grab of the Lions players cheering and holding up the touchdown sign when Gurley was in the end zone. Yep. Like, and he broke tackles to get into the end zone, but had so much momentum going forward, he couldn't stop. He just could not put those brakes on, and when he did get the brakes on, forward momentum still took him into the end zone. Dude, sometimes the football gods are just against you, and the the Falcons cannot figure that crap out. It is unbelievable. Yeah, they could not. I keep picking. I was like, man, they got you know the new coach, you know interim coach. I was like, things are. They're a good team, but, man, they have just caught every bad break you could catch this year. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just a weird – this is a season they want to forget, especially in the division that they're playing in with Tampa and freaking New Orleans. I mean, realistically, Tom Brady and Tampa is not that good. They no. are a above-average team. Uh, New Orleans, I thought, was a top-five team in the NFL – they are an above-average team as well. Like, yeah, I don't think New Orleans Reed, is that good. Reed has shown his age and then, you know, losing Michael Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, Michael Thomas and uh, Emmanuel Sanders was emerging the last few weeks. Now he's got COVID. Uh, Thomas is supposedly going to play, maybe. I, I don't know. That'll be a, a huge decisive factor because they actually play the Falcons this week, and we'll get to our picks, but... 
Yeah, the Falcons are in a winnable division. There's no Carolina so beat up. Like, there is no front runner in that division, and it, it could be easy for them to steal that division, but uh, they got to get shit put together, like, right now and win out for the most part. Yeah, they definitely have to, you know, figure something out to shake things up in the locker room to, you know, get some confidence in these guys. The offense is there. I don't think they've been playing too terribly bad at defense either. They just have to finish out. That's it. True. They have to. They have to win a close game. That builds the confidence. All you know, if you come back and you win forty-one to ten, that's not going to do that much. But if you have a comeback and you win a close game, then you build momentum. That's what I like. You know, when teams like there was a stat for a long time. This is way off track, but. uh, if you look at the Super Bowl winners, I think it was like from 2004 to 2015, something like that. It was it was like a 10-year stretch that I think eight times a play, a uh, wild card team actually was the winner of the Super Bowl. It was some crazy stat like that that uh because teams when you're up against the the ropes and you're a wild card team, you had to fight to get into the playoffs and you just keep it going throughout that whole time. Like, I absolutely hate when, you know, throughout history, when my team was a number one seed. Like, I hate having the bye because I think your team gets cold. So I think they need that yeah. challenge, that you adversity. Get, you got to keep the momentum going throughout the play. I, I'm a firm believer if you, like you just said, if you, you lose a little bit of steam once you get a week off. Yeah, it's crazy. When you feel like they're not all, like, must wins, that's when stuff starts going bad. Like, if a team is 13-1 and one and they got their di- their division locked up and they rest their starters for two weeks, I hate that. Like, I never wanted to be that team because then your players haven't played in four weeks. You know, you got the bye and you got the two weeks off. It just it, – it doesn't bode well for me. And history-wise, I don't think it, it's done real well here in recent history. I'd have to look it up. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. <clears throat> Momentum is a big thing in all sports. So if you are, you know, playing great, unstoppable on both sides of the ball, and then all of a sudden you got two weeks off, you got time to kind of relax, and you get kind of lackadaisical. Yep, I agree, man. You need that. Uh, you need that challenge. So the Falcons end up losing it on a ridiculous play that leaves us both one and one, and then that brings us to the Browns and the Bengals. And uh, that was another close game, man. That, that was back and forth. The Bengals drove down the field with, like, what, a minute left, put in the go-ahead, and yeah. then freaking the Browns come back and do it again. Yeah, freaking uh, Mayfield leads the team down like a, a classic John Elway drive. Well, he had a uh, – what, was it after the first quarter he didn't miss another pass? Like, it was like yeah, 24 like 20 in a row. 21, yeah, 21 of 20 or something like that. Yeah, that's insane. Like, Baker Mayfield was out of his mind. Joe Burrow did every single thing in that game to win the game, and his team yeah. just let him up, let him yeah, down. He, I mean, great numbers. You know, 35-47, 406, three touchdowns, one one pick. Who cares? He's still, I mean, just playing out of it. He's been playing out of his mind all year. It's really funny because we had the podcast for this one, and I said – I think Joe Burrow has to have the game of his life to win this game. And I was like, but I don't think Baker Mayfield has to have the game to win this, you know, the game of his life to win this yeah. game. It turns out he did. He And he did have the game of his life. They both played their freaking butts off, dude. That was a hell of a game. 
and uh, was one that I wished I had watched all the way through. I can't even remember I, what game. I think I started I, with the I Steelers the final, Titans. I caught the catch in the end zone that Baker Mayfield threw. I was like, no freaking way, because I had been keeping track on my phone all day. I had a family dinner, and I kept looking and looking. I was like, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. And then all of a sudden, I turned on the game. I was like, touchdown i was like jesus yeah what a game dude i remember i was watching the uh steelers titans and we were talking about that and uh yeah that was another really good game but we both picked the browns on that one it takes us to two and one a piece and then you got the steelers titans um you went titans i went steelers that was another super super close game yeah, that was a lot it was a 50. That, to me, that was almost a, a pick game because Tennessee's been real hot at here at late, and Pitt's been doing Pitt things like they normally been doing for the last couple – forever since Ben's been there. You know, Steelers left that game with the win, but honestly, watching it, I thought Pittsburgh was the better team before this week. But after watching that game, I think Tennessee, they took the L, but they are a better team. Ben Roethlisberger is starting to really slow down. Yeah, and when was... his team is not playing, if his defense isn't absolutely elite, dude, he is struggling. Yeah, he's definitely, you know, like a lot of guys showing their age and a little long in the tooth, but I would still have faith in been if they made the playoffs to count on him to pull them through the second half of the game was really all the titans and they gave everything that the the pick could handle in the second half of that game derrick henry wasn't too impressive but but you're playing pitt's defense which is a good defense at stopping the run well and it's just like derrick henry all year long his stats are about the same throughout every game but in this game he did nothing in the first half Pittsburgh scored all their points in the first half. First half, I think they was twenty-seven to ten at halftime, and they didn't do another thing. They but, scored three. Uh, kicked a field goal in the second half. That's the only thing. Okay. They, okay. They, yeah, I'm doing it from memory. Um, but Tennessee, Derrick Henry got much, much stronger as the game went on. I think he had like twelve carries for like forty, thirty yards, something like that. It was some real low number. He was averaging like two point eight in the first half. And then he started ripping off those Derrick Henry six, seven yard runs back to back and got stronger and stronger as the game went on. Yeah, he's <clears throat> he's a different kind of back, but yeah, he needs to kinda help put this team on his shoulders and help Tannehill out. Woo, dude, the hit. I texted you about it. I forgot yeah, who it I, was. I see. I went on YouTube. He got clobbered. Well, and he's the one who ended up, he scored on the next play. And the freaking uh, linebacker, I can't remember who the linebacker was. Was it their stud? Um, What's their freaking stud linebacker's name? Oh, uh. He's a beast. The Broncos picked, um,. Uh, da, 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 their tight end over him in that draft. They traded down to take their tight end, and and uh, Pittsburgh drafted him that year. What the hell was his name? I'm trying to I'm trying to find him on the stat sheet. <clears throat> Maybe he didn't play this game. Um. Well, anyway, it uh, dude, he freaking lit him up. Like that was one of the biggest collisions on the two yard line I've ever seen. And uh, it was a touchdown-saving tackle, but he ended up getting booted out of the game. 
What is freaking Pittsburgh's linebacker's name? It wasn't in this game because he doesn't have any stats. Um, he played last. Let's check last week's game, and then maybe we can get they played. Oh, Devin Bush. That's his name. I just remembered it yeah. as I typed it in. Uh, it wasn't Devin Bush. He's already out. But, uh, man, I can't remember who it was that got injured. But it was a hell of a hit, and that was a great, great game. But uh, if they had to run that back this week, I would take the Titans. I would go with the Titans over the Steelers, even though the Steelers got the got the W. So that puts us at uh, you are two and two, and I'm three and one on this one. And then that takes us to the Panthers and the Saints, and another close game. We both went Saints. The Saints covered, but like I said, man, these Saints do not look good. No. They do not. They're uh, when it, hanging they're on. Kinda missing so many pieces on the on the offensive side. I mean, you can't rely on Alvin Kamara to lead you in passing and almost receiving yards too. And their defense looks like it's slowed down a lot. You know, they look like they really had an elite defense throughout the first couple weeks when they were getting after it. And ever since they had that that implosion with the Raiders. I just have felt completely different about the Saints. I don't have faith in them in the long term this season for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> and you got you know people punching other teammates at practice, so they're kind of self-destructing on the inside in the in the locker room. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I think this is going to be Breeze's last hoorah. I think he's slowing down enough to where it'd be smart for him to hope to win a Super Bowl and get out. But, yeah, uh, and get ready to take his uh, commentator job. That's right. So you got the Saints. We both picked them. I'm at four and one. You're at three and two. Then uh, Bills Jets. Obviously, we both picked the Bills. It was a lot closer game than I thought it would yeah. be. But Josh Allen, he's still through for three oh seven, but he's not looking at like the Josh Allen for the first like three weeks of the season. Yeah, Allen, you know, has really taken a lot of steps this year to get good. But if you go back and look at his first two seasons, there was a lot of talk about the Bills taking another quarterback because he was not looking like he was going to pan out. His accuracy wasn't getting higher. And this year it's been better. And also, I think teams play to the level of their competition. I think when you're playing a terrible, terrible team – you almost look past them, and maybe that's what happened to the Jets. But uh, the Bills' defense played out. Yeah, I mean, the first couple quarter, like first couple quarters, the the defense of the Jets wasn't half bad. Mm-mm. Hell, you hold any NFL team, especially a top five passing yard quarterback, to eighteen points. That's a damn good job of the defense. As a defense. For the Jets, you have to be applauded, and you should win that game every time. That's ridiculous. So, uh, we go Dallas, ahead, buddy. Washington. We got Dallas and Dallas and Washington. I did not see this game being this god awful. Yeah, I uh, I expected Washington to get the win. I expected it to be a lot closer. Dallas is in. Big, big trouble. They have no quarterback. They're down to this new guy that I've never even heard of. Um, yeah. is, he a, is he a rookie? He wasn't drafted. I think he was from the XFL. Really? I think so. Dude, it is. They're screwed. Danucci? Danucci? Yeah. He's an Italian guy. Yeah, that's 
he took three sacks and three passing attempts. Bro, that is so bad. And freaking Zeke is absolutely horrible. The dude cannot hang on to the ball. Like, Dallas is absolutely screwed. They're good. Yeah. They're in a rebuild. They, they, Damn near have to rebuild. And they I just... mean, the McCarthy's already lost the locker room. You got players speaking out. Mm. Yeah, that that team is just in self destruct and try to rebuild. Yeah, hopefully Dak Dak will come back and fix some of these issues. They got to get a healthy offensive line. <laughs> Dak would be struggling. Dak was struggling before he went out. The more line that went down the more he struggled, just like any other team would. Uh-huh. If your line is done and starts getting, you know, full of full of backups in there, you're going to start taking heat, and uh, that's what's happened to him. And then you get Zeke. He can't run the ball behind a crappy line. So No, and you need uh, help on the defensive side of the, of the ball. Yeah, they put all of their chips on offense, man. Peyton Manning and the Colts used to do it all the time. The whole Colts organization <laughs> – Used to spend no money on defense and all their money on offense, and they got one Super Bowl win out of the whole thing. Yep. I mean, they need some help on, really, truly need help on both sides of the ball. Yeah. It's, like I said, they're in a rebuild. They have four good players, four really good players, and that is about it. Yep. Uh, so is Houston when we get to that game. They're talking about even trading fuller to maybe even green bay yeah i heard that that's a terrible so we uh we both pick washington i'm sitting at six and one you're at five and two we'll go to that green bay texans game freaking green bay got up 35 to like seven and never looked back good bounce back game for aaron Rodgers too oh yeah terrible showing against tampa and he took a thumping against tampa he pulled that you know r-e-l-a-x yeah, and a big help is having Devontae Adams back and healthy. Yeah, dude, Devontae Adams made a huge difference. 13 catches, 196, and two touchdowns. That's a uh, huge. Well, Jamal Adams had a nice game, too. Yeah, uh, 77 yards in a, in a touchdown, and they should begin their running back back. I would hope this week. Aaron Jones, yeah. I don't remember what he got hurt with. But uh, I, I didn't even know he was out. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it's an ankle, but I can look it up real quick. That's the joys of not playing fantasy is I literally don't follow individual players as much as I just watch the games anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a couple. I got, I, You're I a fantasy guy. It. Yeah, I'm a fantasy guy. I'm playing. Actually, have uh, Maddie Ice playing tonight. Oh, right. That's why we're in a hurry to get this thing settled because it, uh, it makes me it makes me nervous every time I play him. He does he does me dirty. Uh, he is a calf. Calf. That's a weird one. Must be like a a strain, kind of like a hamstring or something. Or a freaking deep bruise or some sort. Yeah, that's goofy. So we both went Green Bay. That leaves me at seven and one. You at six and two. So I texted you when the first half slate of games was done. I was like, "Dude, we're looking golden. We have three losses between us." And then the back half came and just absolutely took a dump on the whole entire week. 
Um, so we'll go with the uh, Seahawks and the Cards on this one. We both went Seahawks and the Cards. Took it to OT and freaking pulled that sucker out. I don't know why. Oh, we... I don't know why it kicked it all the way down to the bottom of NFL app. Yeah, I see it. It went down to the bottom for me on ESPN. But, uh, dude, they this freaking Kyler Murray played out of his mind. Like, yeah, he finally he really turned it around after the what nine and twenty prior game. Dude, it's insane. And then Lockett put up two hundred yards and three TDs. DK Metcalf, did he end up making that tackle or was he yes. close? That's what Dude, I thought. He, he chased him down. That if it was, I think I hope it was on Sports Center on like top plays. Issue to me that was the top play. Ultimate hustle play, not giving up because of a you know an interception, which almost looked like the interception during the Super Bowl. To be honest, yeah, and freaking, he's not a slow player. Like you know no. um what's that dude's name yeah buddha baker he was like yeah. running you know and he's a fast guy too and then all of a sudden he said he looked up at the screen and saw dk Metcalf right behind him was like oh shit yeah the guy dk is a, a freak of nature dude he's a baller man uh he's he's a good one and there's a lot of teams that missed out he's on that six, guy four, two, 229 and runs like a deer can jump What's a good animal that can jump a kangaroo? Yeah, right. Did he? Yeah, have... I mean, just he's just crazy, a crazy guy. Kyler Murray really put the team on his back, and I thought the game really lit took off for especially for him when he hit Christian Kirk on a freaking bomb, and he cut on his fingertips. That really just put a spark in that game for for the Arizona offense. Dude, I don't know what to make of Seattle. That whole division is so deep, but man, Seattle's defense—they haven't stopped anybody this year. It's been a hundred percent reliant on Wilson playing out of this world. He definitely forced some throws this game. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what you can't. There's no quarterback that's gone, you know, with a perfect rating all season. And you can't have your quarterback expected to throw 400 yards a game and keep you in it. You know, it's and just five touchdowns a game. Yeah, it just doesn't happen. The Seattle has to get their defensive scheme to at least get to the bend, don't break. If you want to give up a bunch of field goals, like that's fine. I mean, hell, that's kind of what Kansas City did last year. They went from being horrible to being the pretty respectable break. at the end of the way. Yeah, is you can give up field goals all day long as long as you're putting up the touchdown on the other side. Yeah, I I rather have, you know, if we're going to give up some points a field goal all day long or let him drive down the field and maybe get a couple sacks or a false start and then you can get a punt. I'll play I I could live with that. Yeah, exactly. So we both lost out on that sucker. And that brings it to seven and two and six and three, and then that leads us into this horrible, horrible nightmare of a game. Okay, so there's a stat in this sucker that the Chiefs are the only team in history. No, I think there was three teams. I don't know. I heard a stat, so I'm pulling this out of memory. To not get a single first down. To or I'm sorry, to not convert a single third down for a first down because they didn't convert a single third down all game long. They gave up. 
They gave up four sacks, and they fumble or they turn the ball over three times, and still win forty three to sixteen. They only the only team to ever give up all of those stats and score over twenty four points. That's uh, I, I I must have missed that one, but yeah, that is crazy. Mahomes, crazy. Mahomes, 200 yards. Okay, so if you just read these players' stat line out, you're like, there's no way the Chiefs win this game. Mahomes, 200 yards through the air, one touchdown. Hilaire, 46 yards on the ground, one touchdown. Kansas City's leading receiver is Hardman, two receptions for 57 yards. If you just heard those numbers, you're like, okay, they lost that game. They won this game in an absolute a, blowout. Of all, it was a, a that was a full team effort against the Broncos, which I I will commend your guys. The defense was awesome in the in the red zone, making that forces us to kick field goals. But the defense, you know, interceptions for touchdowns, special teams, kickoff touchdown. Uh, a couple of interceptions. One was a definitely a gift from your wide receiver. I think he, uh, Hamlin. Honey, yeah, hit it. I, I think the Honey Badger paid him. You know, slid him some money on the download. Like you catch this ball, you flip this thing up to me, make me look good. <laughs> so yeah, it, that's the thing. People just look at the score. They're like 43-16. Of course, Denver got their ass beat. But then you start looking at it and dissecting it, and you're like. What in the hell? Like, there's no way that the score should be that different. Like you said, Denver's defense beat Kansas City's offense. Like, if your defense holds Kansas City, they held Kansas City. That last touchdown, I don't count. The starters weren't even on the field anymore. Mahomes was out. It was kind of a one of those bu- the um, garbage time numbers at that point. But they truthfully held Kansas City to 17 points. Yeah, people are trying to blame it on the weather. No, um, Yeah, I, I've heard. I've heard that. To me, I watched the entire game. The offense is still s- struggling. I don't know why they're struggling, but they're trying to figure something out. Who, Kansas City? Yeah, uh, they're the offense has just been you know not clicking. But the game before, the running game was clicking. We just need to get both aspects of the ball running and passing the ball going and teams will be in trouble. I was really happy to see Bell play. I was looking forward to that. He played, you know, got six carries, 39 yards. Yeah. So here's what I said. I hoped that Denver was going to do their game plan defensive wise. Like I said, that was the only aspect of the game that they were better at was their Okay, better. They won the battle defense versus their offense. And I said, I hope they stack the box. and Or, I'm sorry, not stack the box, but take away the short stuff and that mid-range stuff. And let Kansas City run the ball. Because you want can't you you don't want Patrick Mahomes to have the ball. And I think they did a really good job of that. And Denver's linebacking core is really good against the run. They Denver is still like number seven in the league against the run. That is the bread and butter of their defense. Is they want teams to run on them, and they kept Mahomes under pressure all day long. I mean, they had yeah, they had some crazy sacks on easy. The running backs on one play, both went out on passes, 
did not chip linebackers and equaled into sacks. Yeah, and that's, you know, Denver was being very, very crafty, good with their freaking blitzes. On defense, they played a perfect game against Kansas City. I put absolutely zero of this on their defense. Offensive-wise, Drew Locke looked absolutely terrible. He went for every home run instead of taking first downs. The whole entire first half. Well, I think he was, you know, in his head thing, is like, man, if we don't score on every every play, we could go down fast. And, and see, that's the problem. I, you're, I think you're 100% right. I think he's like, I have to put up 40 points to win this game. Instead of looking at what the defense is doing and making Kansas City play slow, Kansas City was scoring on – when their offense had the ball, they were driving the ball for a long time. Yeah, so that's what you want. And then you have Philip Lindsay with nine carries for eighty yards. So this is for yeah, me if watching Phillip the game. Lindsay does not get hurt. It could be a completely different game. No, no, no. Even then, the play calling was absolutely terrible. Because okay, they get the ball on the twenty-five. Right, so Denver starts working down the field. You get Philip Lindsay gets the ball to the 50 or the 45. Every single drive, he was picking up 15 yards of carry, 10 yards of carry. I mean, he averaged nine and a eight, 9.8 yards of carry. The dude yeah, is running out of his mind. There was no answer. And then we get to your guys' side of the field, and we decide we want to throw the ball on first down. And it's an incompletion because Locke goes for the house. And then we're like, yeah, I- okay, now it's second and 10. What the hell are we going to do now? Well, let's give it to Melvin Gordon and let him freaking have two yards. And then it's like, yes. And then that freaking flea flicker. So the play calling, I have a huge, huge problem with because they're they're calling stupid freak. It's not timely. You have to mix your runs and your passes. I get that. But you can't run the ball for four straight first downs and then throw the ball on first down. Yeah, um, yeah, Philip Lindsay doesn't get hurt and – Denver should. I'm a firm believer of this. If another team can't stop it, keep doing it. Yeah, feed me all day long. Yeah. It uh, it was ugly, man. The score, the the. I mean, Kansas City. I got to give all the props. Kansas City's defense played out big. They showed up when it mattered. Their special teams battle way too big, like that. If there's going to be a coaching change in Denver, it's going to be our special teams coach because this is like three games in a row. He's given up a return touchdown. Yeah, I was, uh, and I'm, if none of you guys are Kansas City fans, Byron Pringle is one of the hardest working guys in the Chiefs organization. He he tore his ACL last year, came back, got back on the practice squad, and He's in and out of the starting, you know, the roster due to injuries to other wide receivers. But that kid freaking works his ass off. And I I will take that over pure talent any day of the week. Yeah. He played big, man. And I can tell you that listening and reading and, you know, of course, keeping up with my Denver world. They, uh, public enemy number one from this game, who do you think it is? Uh, Travis Kelsey. No, 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 I'm sorry, on the Denver team. Who do you think is the most hated player on Denver's own team right now? Uh, Bowles. No, Bowles. If statistically, Bowles is a top three left tackle right now. All right, I don't know. He that. used to be. For the last three years, he was the public enemy number one. It's not Drew Locke. It's freaking Gordon. Yeah, 
No, I won't. Yeah, I should have said Gordon. I, I've never been a a Gordon fan, even when he was in uh, San Diego. <laughs> LA. LA, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, he is he got a D dub the week before and then he fumbles the ball every freaking game and uh he's not doing anything. And he's and he's got a big contract. Like if you want to make yourself hated in a city, like he is checking off everything on the box. Like there are people that literally want to cut the dude after this week. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's not gonna I, happen. I mean, well he's been hurt. He's getting D-dubs. I mean, shit. I'm, I've never really been a big fan of him. I'm not a – I wasn't a Charger. I've never been a Chargers fan. But, I mean, I like players. I, I mean, I like what they stand for, how they play. Like, I'm not a Steelers fan, but I always loved Jerome Bennis. Oh, yeah. Jerome Bettis was a stud. But you never had to worry about Jerome Bettis doing the wrong freaking thing off the field. And, no. Gordon, that's – that flea flicker that he overthrew Locke's head turning around, that was the worst effort I've seen on a play in a long, long time. I don't even blame. Like, I was super hard on Shermer for his offensive play coordination, like calling. But I understand that. You just had a big jet sweep that picked up a ton of yards. You're trying to get back into the game. You've been running the ball down their throats all day long. All right, let's try something here. But... You Try can't to catch them with their pants around their ankles. Yeah, not, yeah. Why? I don't blame anybody for trying to do that. Let's take a shot here, and Drew Locke has got to start. He can't. He goes for the end zone every single play. There were so many times where the first down is open, you know, 10 yards at a time, 12 yards at a time, wide open, and he's not even looking at him. He's going into triple coverage down the field because he's got a cannon. And – if he doesn't start correcting that, man, that's that's a bad, bad sign. He's not getting better. He's getting statistically worse wanna, every game. Any player doesn't want to regress, especially a quarterback, because that position we all know gets the most scrutiny Well, in the and, game. You know, generally, this is his eighth complete game under his belt, and typically, you know, quarterbacks are not good for their first season, but they generally show some progression. <laughs> he's gotten statistically worse every game. So he's going to be on a uh, a short leash. That's for dang sure. And if this one doesn't pan out, man, I don't know if John Elway – I don't know if you can keep the dude because his quarterback drafting alone and free agent signings, yeah, they've been real, real bad. Everything else, good. But uh, his quarterback selection has been real bad. He, he had a chance to take um, – to take uh da, 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 da. dude from the bills um josh allen he didn't want josh allen that's when we drafted bradley chubb instead of allen when everybody thought we were going to get him and then he had a chance to draft uh the dude that's in la right now herbert uh, justin herbert is the truth yeah and he had a chance to draft herbert too and he didn't want he liked herbert a lot but he didn't want to bring him in and it's like you can't keep being right about other teams' quarterbacks and not taking them. <laughs> you know. Yeah, just—I wasn't a hundred percent sure on Herbert till the last couple games. I was like, I was just waiting for him to fall in his face, and he hasn't. The kid's been playing out of his mind. Yeah. Anyway, He's better every week. He has. We'll get off the uh, the Chiefs and Broncos, but that one unfortunately brought us back to tied. We're seven and three and seven and three, 
and I'm wearing some hideous Kansas City yellow and ketchup and mustard on the profile picture for the next four days before I can get rid of it. Denver losses to Kansas City. Ten in a row, dude. Ten in a freaking row. That hurts. Yeah, that's heartbreaking. I, I remember those days. Yeah, yeah, there was a time when it was the opposite, that's for sure. Um, or, or, we, or we were splitting games 50-50. That's usually how it went for the longest time. That takes us to the 49ers and the Patriots. Cam Newton is done. We said it last week. We've been saying it for weeks. Cam Newton is done. The book is out on him. Teams know how to stop him. Know how to stop him? I, I don't know if uh, he'll be back next season. I think he'll probably be a free agent. Uh, I think I think he only signed for $2 million. That's a pretty good backup rate. And he can, if they draft somebody, uh, say you get like a Justin Fields or they're not going to be in the running for anybody. Never mind. I was going to say you could potentially have him, you know, start ahead of or teach somebody because $2 million is a pretty cheap backup. But nice, yeah. he's not going to be, there's going to be nobody that's young that you can throw in front of maybe like a if they get the sam like sam darnold's a free agent i think after this year maybe you could bring him in and coach him up yeah i mean yeah that that would be a plan that would fit <coughs> josh mcdaniel's system a little bit better than cam newton yeah but they're, uh they're trying to build you know build an offense around him they just don't have the pieces either in new england to run an offense for Cam Newton. Well, they're so paper thin. They had 10 people opt out for the COVID season, let alone all the free agents that left. It's like the Patriots are in a rebuilding year, and uh, they look like they were going to be a team. I thought they were above average. Now I would say that they're they're definitely a lesser team in the league. Yeah, that doesn't help now Cam Newton at all. Wide receiver with Edelman t- doing uh, knee surgery. Yeah. Well, you might as that well. Says, well. That says it all, you know what I mean? Yeah, he's he's planning on the season being done. You might as well at this point be ready for next year. So yeah. that takes us both to 8-3. and three. We called the Niners winning that sucker. Um, the, Ch- the Jags and the Chargers. And uh, Justin Herbert, like you said, the truth, man. We both picked the Chargers on that sucker. The kid's hot, man. I, you stick with the hot hand. Yeah, he definitely balled out and... It's going to be rough in the AFC West. I can tell you, we got to get a quarterback. Um, yeah. uh, well, Justin, uh, or not Justin Herbert, but uh, Gardner Minshew has just released that he's got some uh, fractures in his thumb. I think it's on his throwing hand. Yeah, I think he was going to be close to being pulled anyway. I uh, I think they're losing faith in the Gardner Minshew project. and The, the, the Minshew mania is almost like insanity. Yeah, you you got to bring somebody else and give a, a different quarterback a shot to try to see what they can do. So that puts us at nine and three apiece, and then we go to the Bucks and the Raiders. I had a good feeling about the Raiders, but the damn Buccaneers went off and destroyed them, forty five to twenty. The, the Raiders were completely out of sorts. Yeah, the Gronk connection and Brady connection seems to be in effect again. Yeah. Finally, right? So that I mean, really Gronk is playing himself into into shape. Well, yeah, you got to think he was at two sixty in his prime, and then when he quit football, he dropped like seventy pounds. 
Like, he was yeah, walking around at, like, 6'4", like, 200. Yeah, he put weight back on throughout the season or through, throughout the all coming back. Yeah, it, it was. And, you know, he was hurt, you know, playing hurt all those years. And body's finally healthy. Now he's, you know, can play to the best of his ability that he still has left now. Yeah, I think he's walking around at 220 right now. So he's still pretty freaking undersized, but he'll get there. Um, so that leaves you at 10 and 3, me 9 and 4, and then we go with the Rams and the Bears. And we both went Bears and they laid a freaking goose egg. Wrapping us up at you 10 and 4, me 9 and 5. I had one game on you from last week, so now we are back to even again. Alright, it's it's for real time now. Yeah, especially since you got kickoff in about 30 minutes. Um, yeah. So you got Falcons and Panthers tonight. Uh, Matty Ice and the Atlanta Falcons are going to do it tonight. I'm going with the Falcons as well. They've been playing strong. You got Julio. You got Ridley. You know, they uh, they I lost last early, week. Early, but you don't know which guy's gonna show up tonight. Yeah, right. Exactly. Then you got the Bills and the Patriots. Bills. Bills all day long. I'm going Bills as well. Um, then you got the Titans and the Bengals. Yeah, I was. I'm to- I'm torn for the. For Joe Burrow, man, I'm going to have to go Tennessee. I'm going Tennessee as well. I think this is a winnable game for Burrow, even though they're big underdogs. I just, if you play that good of a game like Burrow did and you still lose, that is a big emotional letdown. I I see it like a Super Bowl loss. Like, you know, is he going to be able to bounce back after a big emotional letdown like that? I think so. I think the kid has some heart think you can do it yeah um that takes us to the raiders and the browns i'll let you pick first and see see if we're on the same wavelength here i'm going with the browns um i'm gonna go uh browns too i I was almost leaning towards the raiders but i can't do it they got rid of uh beckham he's out so that's uh that's good for the Browns so he can actually distribute the ball instead of just targeting Beckham. His numbers are statistically worse with him on the field. Yeah. Oh, uh, there goes Colts and Lions. That's a tough one. I'm going to go Colts. Yeah, I was going Colts as well. Um, the Lions played really strong this week. Vikings and Packers. I'm going Fudge Packers. Yeah, I think that's a pretty easy one. Going Packers as well. Jets, Chiefs. I'll just go ahead and pencil that one in. There you go. Smart man. Yeah, there's Don't no. Don't screw me, okay? All right. I'm taking the Jets for you. I know how you like how Sam Darnold's been playing lately. <laughs> <laughs> the Rams and the Dolphins. That is a tough one with Tua making his first official start. Um, I'm going to go with L.A. You're going Rams. I'm going Dolphins. There's no film on Tua. I'm taking him. Uh, I'm just get, kept counting on the beast that they have on the Rams defense. Yeah. Uh, ooh, this is a tough one. Steelers-Ravens. I'm going to go Baltimore. I think that 
the uh, the defense is going to give Lamar Jackson. If there's one thing that Steelers have, it's speed on their defense. Baltimore is a favorite, but I'm going to take. Think, I think the Steelers try to chase him, and he he rushes for like 90 yards in a touchdown. Yeah, I think Dupree and freaking um. Uh, and JJ Water just too fast on the perimeter. I think they they keep contained. So I'm taking Steelers. Chargers yeah. and the Broncos battle of the worst in the AFC West. I'm go- I'm going uh, Chargers. I'm going with the Broncos. This is the one week that I can pick the Broncos aside from the Jets week and feel good about it. Um, if Broncos lose this game, season's officially over. You get into that uh, tank for Trevor mode again. Well, uh, Trevor's probably going to stay for his senior year. Uh, if the Jets get the first overall pick, if it's yeah. anybody else, I bet he comes out. Yeah, um, if, if it's the Jets, uh, Trevor is going to be top pick the next year. Yeah. Saints and Bears. That's a tough one. Yeah. I'm not riding the Nick Foles train with that offensive line. The defense is legit. Offensive line, they got a tackle playing guard, which is horrible i'm going uh saints uh my heart says the saints but i'm going with the bears on it i like i said they the saints we talked about it earlier they just have been struggling pretty bad um niners and the seahawks go hawks go hawks i think i'm gonna have to go seahawks as well on that one i'm leaning towards the niners a lot more than I was three weeks ago. But uh, I still don't think that... You don't know what you're getting with Garoppolo. And you know what you're getting with Wilson almost every time. So I'm going with Seahawks. And then you got the garbage bowl of the Cowboys and the Eagles. This is the NFC East winners right here. I'm going I'm going go Philly all day. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles on that one too. And then the Monday night game, which is going to be abysmal. I'll just go ahead and pencil that one in. Buccaneers versus the Giants. The Packaneers, man. The Packaneers. The Giants better pack it in because they are shit out of luck. Um, Yeah, yeah, man. Another good week. There's not nearly as many uh, pick'em games on this one. It's kind of a lot of chalk. You got the game of the week should be Steelers-Ravens. That's going to be an interesting one. I'm truly interested to watch that one. Steelers Ravens. I like the the Titans Bengals game. I think that could be an upset. Colts. Yeah, that could be a good one too. I think depending on what Tannehill, what running back shows up for the Titans. I agree. Then you got Saints Bears and the 49ers Seahawks. Those are all good, solid games. The rest of it's kind of garbage. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate it. I'll let you uh, get back to the evening, finish whatever food that you're making. I can hear it going down, so uh, I'm about to go do the same thing. I just got done warming up potato soup. Oh, nice. I think I'm going to go have to feed some kiddos and do the same thing. All right, bro. Well, it's always fun. Until next time, we'll do it again. All right, buddy. See you later. Bye. All right, guys, that is the Pick'em. I guess we could get the official number right for one of these. Let me look real quick. 
Gotta start putting out some more waterfowl episodes too. I've been slacking lately. Um, week seven. So this is the move six. Week seven. If you want to get a call, check out Unstable Calls on Instagram. And if you want to get some apparel, Fox Red Apparel on Instagram as well. See ya.